Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Off the Board with Jimmy Train on SI.com. Good show for you this week. Start things off with an interview with Tim Tebow. Tim was promoting something he's doing with the Westminster Dog Show. And uh, when the pitch came to do an interview, you don't turn down Tim Tebow. So he does pitch his dog show. But we talked about the XFL, wrestling, baseball, and the Super Bowl. And uh, Tim was extremely nice, very smart, knows how to play this media game, knows how to dodge questions. So it was a battle. But he was very nice and uh, gave a good answer about the XFL after Vince McMahon said uh, he would welcome Tebow into the league. And I was shocked to hear Tim Tebow say uh, he thinks he could cut a good Monday Night Raw promo for the WWE. So check that out. That's amusing. And then after uh, the Tebow interview, I dragged my two colleagues, my two young colleagues who I thoroughly get a kick out of, Daniel Rappaport, who joins me usually to make picks, and Chris Chavez into the studio because I wanted to talk about The Office because I binged it around Christmas time. I started it the week of Christmas and I finished it about four weeks later. I went through nine seasons very quickly and um, I'm obsessed with the show now and I feel thoroughly embarrassed and inadequate and depressed that I didn't watch it when it was on originally, but I'm all caught up. I love it now. I want to talk about it every day, which must seem really pathetic since it was on so long ago, but they indulged me and came on and we talked about The Office for a good 15 to 20 minutes. So if you're a fan of the show, check that out and then hit me up on Twitter with any of your thoughts about the show. So first up, Tim Tebow, and then a little roundtable on The Office on Off the Board with Jimmy Trainer. Here's Tim Tebow. All right, joining me now, someone who um, still to this day on the internet always creates a lot of buzz and stir, so we like that, and he is Tim Tebow. Tim, how are you? I'm doing great, Jimmy. Thanks for talking with me. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I know you've got the uh, big pro Purina Pro Plan to discuss, the Purina Pro Plan Challenge surround, uh, around the uh, Westminster Dog Show. So we're going to talk about that. But baseball's coming up. You're going to be in the Mets camp. You must be pumped up for that. I'm super excited. Starts in a little bit over a week. And so working hard to get ready and uh, really looking forward to it. What what do you want to see from yourself coming off what you did last season? What are you looking to improve the most or change the most? Yeah, I think it's all all the things I've been working on this off season very diligently and with a lot of focus and coaching and continue to take those same um be able to lock it in um, with more variables. So be able to take it to the next level and be able to be able to consistently do those things that I've been working on all season. I think that's kind of my goal for spring. Is there a specific, you know, hitting, hitting for power, hitting the opposite way defense? Is there anything specific yeah. you feel like you, you need, you wanted to work on more or wanted to improve the most? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, a couple, you know, one of the things from the outfield is getting jumps off the bat. Um, being able to be a little bit more aggressive on the base path and then at the plate, um, quite a few things I've been working on and, um, you know, kind of tough to necessarily get into that detail right now, but it's just, it's weight, it's weight transfer, it's body position, it's posture, it's, um, free hands. So, so many different things I've been working on, 
um, and feel, you know, really good and excited um, to try to continue to um, keep those changes when the variables rise. You you drew big crowds last year when you played. Were you surprised by that at all, or was were you? Did it make you feel good that people know. came out the, to see the, you? You know the the fan, yeah. I mean, it's it's always nice to have support and the fans to come out. But honestly, it's uh, that's not why I was there. Um, you know, I was there to to play a game that I loved. Um, you know, um, and I'm so grateful for the fans to show up and, and support. But at the same time we know that that cheers are very fleeting and they can be there one day and they can be booze the next. And so that's not something that I ever try to hold on to. I, I want to ask you about the Super Bowl. One, one more on the baseball. Um, do you have a plan in your head on how long you would do this? Uh, let, you know, let's say you never get the call to go to the majors. Let's say you're in double A, triple A a couple of years go by. Is there a plan in your head on how long you're giving this? Or are you in this until you, it, you know, you don't want to do it anymore? No, no, you know, I'm not sure. That's kind of hard to say. I think, you know, right now it's just something that I love and I'm passionate about. And obviously the goal would be able to make it. Um, but it's not, I don't view it as not a success if I don't, or only a success if I do. Um, I think that, um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that view it that way, but I also view it as just doing something that I love and, um, that I'm passionate about and being able to live out another dream of mine um, for a little while, and we'll see what happens in the future. I'm sure you'll be the, the big attraction at Port St. Lucie. Are you ready for that in, in next week? I'm sure the media and the fans will be swarming <laughs> you as usual. Yeah, um, I'm <laughs> not too worried about that. I'll try to stay focused on you know, everything that I got to do. I got enough on, on my plate to worry about without a... Uh, all of that. So. All right, we're going to switch gears here. You played for the Patriots and Eagles. Who were you rooting for on Sunday? Well, I wasn't on either one of those teams for too long. So but you were there. Yeah, about that. <laughs> um, but I was there. Um, I, I don't, I, I'd be honest, I wasn't really rooting for any team. I was rooting for friends. Yeah, I got so many friends on both of those teams, and I just root for them to do good, to uh, have good games, and honestly not be too crushed after whichever team loses and uh you know it's tough it's when when you you work so hard in your life to be able to get to a moment like that and i'm going to have so many friends that are disappointed and and crushed from it and that's you know that's tough to deal with what do you think of the nick Foles touchdown catch i thought it was a really good design play and obviously i was happy for trey burton being a friend of mine right, and a gator yep. and a great dude and um you know, that was a, it's a really well-designed play. I thought they did a great job of setting it up and um, just you got to give Doug Peterson a lot of credit. He just, he was dialing some things up in that game. And he also set it up really well from their, from the past playoff games as well. Yeah. And, and the great thing, it, it came out yesterday, there was video. I don't know if you saw it, that Nick Foles is actually the one who wanted to call that play. He went over to Peterson and said, let's do this. And Peterson took about three seconds and thought about it and then said, okay, let's do it. So it's pretty crazy that Foles called that play. I love it. Yeah. I did not know that, but it's yeah. good to hear. I'll, I'll shoot you the video on, on Twitter. It's pretty great. If you check Twitter, I'll, it's you get you got to see it. It's great. And what about what what about Brady dropping that catch as a quarterback? Were you like, oh Tom, you know you're you're letting us all down as the quarterback fraternity right in your hands? What about the Tom drop? 
<laughs> you know, it's it's so crazy because they ran a similar play. I think it was earlier this year versus Eagles, and and it was a huge play. And um, it's just how it's just a game that we play. It's just so close. I mean, it really is a game of inches. And if that ball is just thrown a little bit lower, not as much air probably an easy catch or if he just times his jump a little bit different right i mean and just you look at four or five plays in the game and that game could have easily gone the other way and um i think that's one of the reasons why football is such an amazing game is because it does come come down to inches in these split seconds where you you got to be able to come through and if not the whole game can change and um but i just you know, I just thought the game was so entertaining as a whole. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Purina, Purina Pro Plan in one second. As you, you're playing baseball now, but do you miss playing football at all? I mean, sometimes I'll miss it. Yeah, I mean, it's still something that I love. I did it for so long in my life. So yeah, there's still sometimes watching it on Sunday afternoon. You'd be love to try to have you know watching a game. It's in the fourth quarter, and there's a two minute drive, and I'm I would love to be in that position and. Um, but also at the same time, I love what uh, you know I get to do um, with baseball and everything else I'm doing in my life, and I'm very, very grateful for it, and you know I'm passionate about it as well. Now I'm sure you're aware. Um, I, I know I did a story on this for SI.com, but the day that Vince McMahon announced the XFL, everyone on Twitter wanted two people in that league: Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow. What, did you did you did you know that? Um, I mean, I've had a lot of people asking about it, but yeah. I didn't know those were the two things that went on Twitter. No, I can't say I followed that quote. Yeah, it was all everyone. And I actually was on the conference <laughs> call and asked Vince McMahon about you guys, and he said you would be more than welcome in the league. Have you given any thought about, you know, seeing what happens when that league launches in 2020 in terms of yourself? Well, that's very nice of him, but... 2020 is a long way from now and I'm focused on today I'm focused on spring training and a lot of things before that and so, so that, I mean it's yeah so I'm not a, even close to thinking about that right now so it's not a no it's not a yes but it's not a no is that fair <laughs> <laughs> you just want to try to pin it down in ways and what if it's a I have no idea that's in well, 2020 I I have I'm no idea. Super I, excited about baseball. I have no idea is not a yes or a no. So that's you know, I think I'm being fair. <laughs> there, there, there you, you go. Do you perfect? Are you a, are you or have you ever been a WWE fan? Um, I didn't watch it that much when I was young, oh, right. but as I got older, I became friends with some of the guys and watched them. And some of the stuff is actually really hard. What they have to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, some of them are pretty talented and. Um, also good actors as well. Absolutely. So, I was going to ask if you I had a favorite for what they do. Do you have a, did you have a, did you have a favorite? Um, if I did, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, of The course. Rock. All right. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Those would be some of the top ones. Do you think, for me. forget the XFL. Let's say Vince called you one day and wanted you to like do like an appearance on Monday Night Raw. Do you think you could cut a good WWE promo? Oh, I think I could. I think we could. Yeah, get a little good promo. <laughs> yeah, I think we could do something uh, fun. Oh, hopefully, Vince is. We got to get this to Vince. Get get Tim on Monday Night Raw one night. Let's let's get him in the ring to cut a promo. That would be great. Tell me. Uh, so tell me the Purina Pro Plan bracket challenge. Tell me what's going on there and your involvement and what that's all about. Yeah, what's well, a 
pure and pro plan bracket challenge and uh if you pick the perfect bracket you you win a million dollars so that's pretty cool and uh so westminster uh westminster um dog show this coming monday and tuesday and um it's something i'm super excited about because i love dogs and i love competition and i don't have to wait for march madness to have a bracket and try to win I have to be honest with you, though. I am a little biased, so I pick best in show as a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is my dog. All right. And so, yes, there were definitely some heartstrings pulled there. <laughs> and you're going to have to fill out a bracket and see if you can, one, win a million dollars, but two, beat me, Jimmy. Well, listen, I, go. I um, you know, I, I, I love to place a wager or enter a pool. So it doesn't matter if it's dogs, people, whatever it is, I'll fill out a bracket. So I'm in. <laughs> nice. What? Fill out the bracket. Your your dog, if I'm not mistaken. Your... I feel like you might be. I feel like you might be. Um, I feel like you might be a Dalmatian guy. Uh, to be Is that honest, right, Jimmy. Uh, sure, I'll go with that. I don't know what I can. I don't no, know. Okay. I don't know. Um, anything. You know what I like? Anything that doesn't bark too loudly. I'm a big baby. I don't and I don't <laughs> like noise. So. I, the, Whoever's a quiet barker. Yeah, my dog doesn't bark a lot, so All that's right. good. Love yeah. your dog. Your dog's name is Bronco, right? Yes, he is. Now, yeah. I guess you can't change the dog's name if you're not a Bronco anymore, right? You got to just stick with it. Well, I, you know, but I have great memories from being there, and That's I true. love a- the town, the people. They're awesome, and um, so I'm super happy with his name, yeah. and... Um, so I had a lot of people when I was traded to the Jets that they wanted me to change it to Bronx, and I thought about <laughs> it, but Bronco is always the same. All right. Um, the it, it, I, When I started this podcast, I sort of tongue-in-cheek was saying that you always sort of cause a stir on the internet. or you're, you're, you're sort of like a sports mythical figure, it seems like. You had such a great college career, obviously one of the best all-time college football players, and you're going into baseball and you're doing the SEC network and people are always interested in what you're doing no matter what. Do you do you sense that still? Like, do you understand that people are always interested in you for, and, you know? They- you know, um, if, if they're, you know, um, I, times I'm very grateful for the platform. Honestly, all the time I'm grateful for it and that's why I try to use it for for good and to create an impact and you know sports is is always great to have a following and support there but ultimately it's just a game but you know what we're doing with our foundation or this friday night our night to shine which is a worldwide prom for people with special needs where we'll have 537 problems in 16 countries celebrating over 100,000 people with special needs and crowning all of them as the king or queen of the prom and so you know, when, when, you know, I really think about a platform, I think about trying to use it for good. And, and that's one of my, my biggest passions and purposes. And, and so, um, and, and you absolutely 100% do that. And I'm glad you brought up the night to shine. Cause I've actually written stories about it. Um, when you've done it in the past, I think it's one of the greatest things that any athlete does. I think you deserve a tremendous amount of credit well, for it. You. I have a niece who has special needs. So that. it's like, a, you know, when I see it, it, um, you know, it it gets to me, so I, you know, it's pretty. It's well, a pretty she, amazing. You have to, you have to take her to uh, one of the night to shines on Friday night. I I should do that. Um, it's it's a, it's a Where really. Where does she live? We live in New, not in New York City, on Long Island. We live. Perfect. We yeah. have have I think six or seven in New York and eight in New Jersey, and have one in Times Square. So have her be a part of it, and have her be the 
you know, be a queen and be celebrated and walk down a red carpet. That'd be I'll, awesome. I'll have to look into that. I appreciate you saying that. And it's a great thing that you do. It really is. I wanted to get into just a couple of like quick pop culture things because I saw, I don't know if it was your Twitter or your Instagram. I checked one of them and you had a picture, I guess, from the Super Bowl with one of the cast members from This Is Us. Do you watch the show? I, I'm not caught up, but I okay. have seen some episodes. I just have a lot going on, so oh, I'm, I'm not sure. caught up in a lot of the TV shows that I watch. But it, the, what I've seen, it's really good and emotional so far. Very so Please emo- don't give away. No spoilers. No spoilers. Very emotional. Okay. Thank right. you. What, um, what are the shows that you do watch? that you When you have time, what do you squeeze in? Good question. Um, like what, what do you DVR? Like, What's on the- I love I love thirty I love thirty for thirties. That's kind of a given. I love um, I like a show called Blind Spot. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, there's a oh, what's it? Um, uh, mm, okay. <laughs> I loved uh, a show called Castle back okay. in the day. I loved uh, was it Prison Break. Yeah, I like Prison Break. Yeah. That was a good one back in the day. Did you ever watch The um, Office? I haven't seen that much of The Office. No, my brother loves the show. I just binged it over Christmas and New Year's. You should absolutely watch it. It's hysterical. Nice. All right. And you know what? You know something else that you can watch is uh, yeah. Westminster <laughs> Dog Show on Monday and Tuesday night. That's that's a good way to plug it. Good job, Monday night. Yeah. And we. Hey. The, and you got to go fill out your bracket at dogshowbracket.com. Dogshowbracket.com. Boom. The Purina Pro Plan Million Dollar bracket for the yeah, Westminster and you, and you even said you're a gambler except this isn't really gambling it's having fun and a chance of winning a million dollars so well, there's like no downside alright no definitely no absolutely no downside no downside whatsoever Every, <laughs> everyone should fill out a bracket everyone should definitely fill out a bracket um, I, I like the way you plug that that was good I okay did you watch Timberlake at the halftime uh, yes I did what do you think of JT I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he even ended it really good too. If you, um, if Tim yeah, Tebow, if Tim Tebow was in charge of next year's Super Bowl, who's the halftime act? That'll be Ooh, the last question. Man, that's a. You got to answer it. That's um, the last question. Can I bring back Johnny Cash? Sure. You oh, can, you know who I'd probably have? I would have. I would have like Garth Brooks just crush it. Garth Brooks. All right. Yeah. All maybe right. He would be really good. All right. Well, I appreciate the time and um, dogshowbracket.com, correct, for the million-dollar yes, bracket. And you've, uh, when, do you, when do you head down to spring training? I will head there next Friday. All right. Good luck. Are you, are you expecting any hazing? Um, <laughs> not really. All right. Good. Because um, so, you're but, not like the typical rookie. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you know, they'd be hazing no, Tim Tebow. So. It's, it's a, that would not go over well, you know, someone – you know, yeah. putting stuff think, in your locker. I think it'll be all good. All right. Uh, well, good luck to you with baseball, and uh, <laughs> Thanks, I, I appreciate the time. Take it easy. I appreciate it, man. Okay. See you, bud. All right. We just heard from Tim Tebow, and now we're going in a completely opposite direction. I've got two of my colleagues here, one you hear all the time, Daniel Rappaport, and my other colleague, Chris Chavez, who joined me on the Mike Francesa Tribute Show, so you could go check that in the archives. And we're going to talk for the next 15 minutes or so about one topic and one topic only. Not their dating life, even though that's what I want it to be. What we've talked about for the last 10 minutes in the studio. (laughs) It's going to be The Office, because I binged the whole nine seasons 
basically for three weeks, December, January, maybe four weeks. And these two are enormous fans, part of the reason I got into it. So now I want to just say everything I have to say about this show because I loved it. I feel first, like you've been you've been waiting to do this for quite a while. I have. First of all, I feel do you like have bullet the, points. I feel like I have some things. I feel like the biggest loser ever because I didn't watch it originally. Did you guys watch it originally when it was on NBC? You're young, so you never watch anything live. Probably. I caught maybe the last two or three seasons. Uh, I think the last two seasons, and I followed it. Uh, pretty. The last two seasons. So you started yeah. it when Steve Carell wasn't there. Well, no, I caught up. I caught up on Netflix, and then I started watching it on, when it was on TV. Especially, it put the pressure on me to, you know, get through these episodes faster right. when that last season was on the air. So I, uh, yeah, I, wait. So I you started. Up. You started. I started season one on Netflix. Okay, and it. worked my way to catch up to. That's electric. Like when eight. you start a show late and then you f- successfully catch up. I've never done it before, but yeah. that sounds like the absolute ideal. Well, what? actually, no. I'm trying to think that that doesn't make any sense because why would it all have been on Netflix before the season was over? I somehow caught up. It was on Hulu, maybe or something. Something. Yeah, I caught up. I, I didn't I, watch I it in the beginning. I think the only show I've ever watched when it was on is The OC, and I think oh, that's great show. yeah. You love that show too. Great show. I was thinking about rewatching it. it. You should definitely great watch it. Show the fantastic OC, bitch. show. Yeah. Um, but show. no, I didn't watch it. I, I started watching it in college um, with my friends. Like I was one episode. So in love with summer. You, right, that's besides the point. Yeah, that's a little. I mean, she's a high school girl. And you were probably <laughs> thirty no, years old. No, I was old in college when it was on. No, you weren't. All right, maybe just out of college. <laughs> <All right. laughs> she is. No, I agree. She was great. I was Team Summer over Team Marissa, hundred percent. Right. Um, but no, I started watching so my nobody friends. Nobody watched The Office when it was on. Okay, no. fine. Now, is it your all-time favorite show, comedy sitcom? No. Rappaport. I need more time to think about it. Maybe I, yeah. you've told me a million times it was your favorite show. It, I think I think it is. It's it's the show. I mean, it it depends how you how you rate like a favorite show. I'm talking about sitcom comedy. Okay, it depends how you rate a comedy, because The Office never fails to put me in a good mood, and I think that it that is a extremely valuable role for a, sh- a show to play. So in that sense, yes, I have the most positive feelings about it. I think I have those feelings from Cheers. Uh, I watched that in college. It was weird because it's so weird to me that you're so young and like Cheers because that was on when I was a kid. So. Right, and I just kind of stayed in on a you know on a Friday night and didn't feel like going out with my friends. And I decided to start watching Cheers, and it was a show that like you could easily just pick up at any right. point and catch an episode. So for me, that became a show where I really liked the characters. And when I would stay in on you know future nights, I'd tell my friends, ah, yeah, tonight I'm going to hang out with my friends Sam, Diane, and Cliff, and, and Norm. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, all right, cool. And and they, they, I, it, they literally thought it was real people. Yeah. Wait, right. is Curb, you consider Curb a sitcom? Yes. Then I think I think Curb is funnier in terms of peak laughter. Right. Um, but like I said, the office, the office is the greatest of all time before bad show. Now, this is me probably being before a bad New Yorker. Show. I haven't seen all of Seinfeld. I'm ridiculous. Which, ridiculous so that might take over as number one, yeah. uh, you know. So I I probably go Cheers, The Office, and then uh, you know I start I, Curb is up there, some of Seinfeld. Right. Don't sleep on Full House. Do you stop? Do you have a favorite Office episode? Uh, again, you know you ha- you have these these big sweeping words like favorite. I mean funniest or one that resonated. I think the the episode where I think it's Casino Night, That's a good where one. Jim, well, also we need to. These are massive spoilers. I think. No, that's, we're giving spoilers. It's, it's okay. It started in two thousand and three. It's two thousand and eighteen. Okay, but there's still people who haven't seen. Not it. Not my problem. 
It's my podcast. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the episode, yeah, Casino One Night, where Jim sort of kind of out of nowhere, because you, you know it's coming. You know, Obviously, he's it's been brewing for the first two seasons. I think it's in the end of season two. Yeah. Um, you know it's coming, but it, it's not like, you don't think it's imminent when it happens, and it just kind of hits you out of nowhere. That was a top five emotionally invested episode of anything I've ever seen. Okay. Which is now, amazing that so a show that's so not serious had me caring right. so much. That's part of the allure of the show. So yeah. you're pro Jim and Pam. Oh, yeah, I love it. Were totally. You? Okay. No, because here's the thing. I'm pro Jim and Pam, too. I totally didn't even know there was an... But part of like my OCD obsession problem is that when I'm done with the show, then I've got to consume everything about the show. So I've done a lot of Googling, a lot of YouTubing. And if you Google Jim and Pam, there's these think pieces like but from BuzzFeed about Jim's a dick. Jim didn't deserve Pam. Here are all the things Jim did wrong to Pam over well, the years. I will say that he... He did not respect their engagement at all, which, you know, you can... Wait, their engagement? Why Roy, Roy and... Um, oh, 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 like he, he I was, don't think that's a negative. That's he definitely knew a negative. With if, you, if you know... Yeah, that, he said he got the engagement ring. Right. You know, I know, he but if you... But if you you got to fight. If you... If someone in the office was in... If there was someone in the office who was engaged... In our office, the SI office. Be careful. I'm, I'm not referring to anyone <laughs> in particular. I know, I know. If there was someone who was engaged in the office, and maybe the guy who she was engaged to, not the best guy in the world... And one of the guys in the office who you really liked was just like relentless, not relentlessly, but, here's but the was pursuing but her. You think you'd be in support of that? If the That's per- like a red I'll, flag. I would be in support of that if the female in the office who's engaged was into the guy, like Pam was into Jim. They bo- they belonged together. It was obvious. Do you think she was not into Roy ever? Or do you think she, it just kind of Jim fate- came into think- her life at the uh, wrong time. Yeah. I think it was one of those things where like, you know. But it was meant she's- to be. She is a woman in her, whatever, 20. She's got the job as the secretary. And, like, the next step in life is you get married, you have a kid. Like, that's the American yeah. blah, blah, blah bullshit in thing. The, in the and, suburb. you know, she met Roy. They worked together. And that was it. But Jim was – it should have been Pam and Jim all along. So I'm not – I don't – that's not a negative for Jim. I, I, will, I think Jim did one thing that I thought was a little far-fetched was when he bought the house. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you tell her you're buying a house? Yeah. So your parents' house, too. But – I will the, the, like BuzzFeed just destroyed poor Jim. Wait, what else did he do that was mean? Well, there was a bunch of things about. Well, um, he was probably dating Karen. There was probably just yeah, like to spite da- her. Yeah, dating Karen, get, taking the job at Athlete. Um, you know, d- leaving her with the new kids while he was in Philadelphia. There was a bunch of things. Yeah. Now here's something that I, I forget. It might have. I forget what website did it. They did a bracket of the biggest of the best couples in I think TV right the final two might get you riled up because Jim and Pam made the final two right who do you think is better Jim and Pam Ryan and Marissa no (laughs) or uh, Coach Taylor and Tammy is that from Friday Night Lights the TV show Mm -hmm. it's a great is she she's a she she is rock I mean she's the best but I think Jim and well I was gonna say Tammy and Coach Taylor might have the better Oh, it's tough. They see Jim and Pam. You had to like you saw the journey of how to get there. Mm-hmm. Like when Friday Night Lights started, they were already married. Yeah. So it's a different dynamic, right? I Where think did Vincent what... Chase and Sasha Gray rank in the uh, in the I bracket? Know. I don't Who's know. Sasha maybe... Gray. No one. It's like season seven of. Uh, I of know. Entourage. I know that horrible show. <laughs> um, so I think what they mentioned yeah. in the reasoning for them being in the final two is that you kind of get those two perspectives. Jim and Pam are eventually what 
you know, Coach Taylor right. and Tammy will right. someday uh, what they were. So it's kind of like, uh, but you see the two different yeah. points. The thing about the ending to Friday Night Lights that I think gives him the edge is that Coach Taylor goes where his wife right uh, ends up getting a good job right. to. But Jim did the same thing where he refused to work at Athlete because of you know he he was all set to stay in Scranton. It's pretty even. It's it's that's a good one. You mentioned that they're in their. Tw- 20s you said about Pam like how, I would assume how, they how old do you think these, 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 that everyone is because it's never really mentioned I mean I think when the show started they were probably in their early you know you think they're like 20, 23 24 no maybe no. a little older I feel like they're old yeah they're yeah, like yeah. 28 yeah, 25 26 Ryan is yeah. like probably like 23 24 when the show gets started right. do you, I'm gonna but yeah. you guys his favorite episode oh, what's yours uh, so I think I would go I mean uh, I know what you're gonna say so I'll try and pick a different one you're gonna what say what am I gonna say you're gonna say the Dundies Right, I do love the Dundies. Is the Dundies are great. Two? Or is that season season, one? season two, I two, and that's season what... one is only six episodes. You love the Dundies. The Dundies, <laughs> the Dundies are so great. Everyone in that episode gets to shine. Like you have Dwight is like Pam is on fire. Pam gets like really Pam hammered. Yeah. yeah, and Steve Carell in that episode is just off the charts. Um, Phyllis a... wins busiest whatever, and it's and it's no. What is it the um, busiest beaver and it's bushiest beaver <laughs> and Stanley wins some, it, the whole episode is phenomenal yeah and I think it, that episode really stands out it might be my favorite because you know when Michael is tanking at the Dundies and no one else in the restaurant is finding funny you just ha- it goes back to the main point about the entire show it's where you have all these people from the office who are still going to rally around and celebrate Michael Scott and I thought that was really well done Ham is the cherry on top for that episode. Right. Uh, but, you know, as a runner, I guess I'll say that the fun run episode is great. It's 45 minutes long, too. So it's like that one has a lot of, you know, really funny moments. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think it's those two episodes for me. Casino Night is up there. I do like uh, some, of the, some of the Christmas episodes are great. That, and the, the Halloween episode. The basketball really game. Good, the hardest I've last, I think, in the series ever is when Carell's like, I usually make those. Oh, yeah. I'm off today. It was wrong. Crying. The hardest I laugh, I've said this many times already, is when he does the prison gym or whatever it's called. Uh, uh, prison, prison Mike. Prison Mike. That, and he gets right in Phyllis's face. I love it. And also, I did this last week in Train of Thoughts, the, the, that opening scene of the fire drill. Yes. My, it, those are like one, two for me right there. Those two scenes. In terms mm-hmm. of just sheer laughter. Now, obviously, what makes the show great is that every character is good. But do you think the show has a worst character? I will go to Chavez first. Oh man! Now you're, you can, not, you're not going to like what I have to say. On I this have, one. A, and I have sort of a trick answer, but I'll let you go first. No, I think everyone is kind of dropped in different points, like where they're needed to be. Uh, I guess like a lot of people would. Well, I wasn't a fan of Robert California. There's my answer. Yeah, I was not a fan. Terrible of him. character, never laughed once. I didn't think he had. No, I didn't think he was show. funny either. Okay. So actually, yeah, I think he's the one real piece that sticks out. I should have asked this question at the beginning because you both watched seasons eight and nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, a long time ago. I, I'm amazed how many people say they gave up on it after season seven when Corral left. When I do rewatch it, I don't watch eight and nine. I kind of just stop after. See, I think nine is actually good. I think eight is terrible, but I think nine is good. But if I was watching it originally, I can never just stop watching. Like, no, I don't care how bad Curb gets. I have to watch it now till it's over. Every you've never quit on a show before ever. Not after seven seasons. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much all in at that like, point. Like I watched Entourage for. I don't remember. It was either one and a half or two and a half seasons. And then I stopped because every episode is literally the same thing. 
you know, Vinny has to make a movie. Oh my God, it might not get made. And then the little Vince guy doing manager the movie. gets the movie. And then, you know, the guy, the other guy screaming at the man. I got it. I got it. It's the same episode. But if you watch something for seven seasons, I can't imagine giving up. So you both watched eight and nine, which is good. Once, only once. But I that's fine. You it. watched yeah. it though. That you got to give it a chance and be fair. Mm-hmm. Robert California sucked. We agree on that. Who did you say is the I, worst? I really didn't like Andy in the beginning when he came on. He just right. like really rubbed me the wrong way. And I also I know Dwight is your absolute favorite character. I'm not gonna say he's the worst character, but I think he was pretty overrated for the first couple seasons. Wow. It took me a that's couple. That's a ridiculous. It took statement. me a couple. It took me a, a couple seasons to like warm up to him. I thought it was just like too ridiculous. I had the same experience. Like season. No, one I like of him like, now, but I'm saying he was just like he, he was just like this is this is too much for me in the beginning at least. I agree. See, when I first started watching, I'm like, okay, he doesn't fit in. He's so weird. Like he's yeah. too weird, and it's. But then I think by like middle of season two, I just had such an appreciation for how weird he is. I started warming up to him when him and Ryan went to the farm. I think that was season two. It might have been season yes, three. Where you sort one. of learn about like what he comes from. I love when Jim and Pam stay at his. Well, it's not a hotel, really, I guess. it's The a, farm. The farm, yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily know... I just Anyone who watches The Office, they say, obviously, Michael Scott's the best character. And I, and, I, and I don't necessarily think Dwight's funnier or better. I think... I look at it as, like, that character has to be just as hard to play for Rain Wilson as Michael Scott is for Steve Carell. Like, to sit there with a straight face and say some of those lines is... Pretty remarkable. Have you read stuff about Michael being like an actually good boss? Like there are some Reddit threads about like (laughs) if you if you don't pay attention to his like what he's actually saying, the things that he does are like he's not a he's not like the worst boss in the world. I like that analysis better than you know what we're getting nowadays with people over examining the show and how it hasn't withstood you know the. What we're well, talking in the about Dundee's nowadays. episode, he, you know, Michael Scott imitates an Asian person. Like that's not getting made today. It's just no. I mean, the whole. But I don't think we need like these. The whole funny pieces, with, like, with Stanley. The entire series is like Michael's just like, you know, unintended racism. Right. That stuff wouldn't. I don't think that would fly today either. It would be definitely. I mean, I, what are the what are the popular shows that are on comedies that are on TV today? Like Curb and uh, is Parks. I don't watch any of those NBC ones. Are those still on? Like Parks and Rec, and no, Community. that's not on, on anymore. But it, uh, yeah, do those have do those have that kind of like? No, I think they're more conscious to what's yeah, going on right. in the, during the time period that they're being made. Something like Cheers. I mean, you can get it on TV Land nowadays. Not that I watch it there; I watch right. it on Netflix. But jokes on that show don't, right. you know, withstand listen, the test it of time. Goes back, listen, you guys are, have probably never in your lives seen an episode of The Honeymooners. No, it was no. made in the fifties, but even though it's still on today, and. There's a running thread throughout the entire show where when the wife annoys Ralph Cramden, he says, one of these days, and he put, makes a fist, and he says, pow, right to the moon, as if he's going to punch it to the moon. And the crowd laughs. It's like a high comedy point of the show. Yeah. Like, that was in the 50s. Like To the moon? Yeah. My dad used to say that to me. <laughs> He, he, dad, didn't, he didn't hit me afterwards, but he, he said, like, to the moon. Like, ask, I'll, yeah, but, can you text your dad and ask him if he was a Honeymooners fan? Yeah, I'll All ask right, him right now. We'll see if he got that. So... Four hinge messages, so, by the way. Oh, the last ten minutes. <laughs> see now, you just dropped the hinge reference <laughs> no, no, on the stop. podcast. That was it. 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 Daniel Rappaport on Hinge, ladies. If you stop. want to find them, All come right. on. Well, you mentioned it, not me. All right. Would you want to see an office reunion? This is the last question. I'll give you a choice: a one-off, a movie, or bring everyone back, including Corral. Would you want to see a one-off, a movie, or nothing? I think leave it as it is. Yeah. I. When things are, you know, it ended 
good. It was a good ending to right. to like, the show. It, Bringing back Carell for that one episode yeah. was just enough. They did what they needed to. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to see a movie because right. a movie only gives you two hours of something. What about extra. a one-hour NBC episode? No. No. What about you? I could, one hour NBC episode would be like would be sad because at the end of you'd be, for, for me at least when I'm watching The Office sometimes the episodes are so good that I frequently check how much time is left because mm-hmm. I'm sad that they're ending. Right. If I knew I only had one hour left, when you watched the final episode, did you know Carell was in it? Yes, I think I did, but it's it just left you on your toes. I remember you said you had no idea, right? I I didn't know what season he left, and then I didn't know I didn't know if he came back, but I assumed he did. I had no idea Will Ferrell was on the show. I had no idea he did really? those four or five episodes. So that was a good surprise, you know, watching it the way it is. All right. In that final episode, I do think that they used Carell just the right amount. Uh, like, to his lines, his yeah. delivery, the, that's what, that one last that's what she said, I think that right. was perfect. Right. Do you want to see a movie? Is it, a movie, I feel like, it's only really been a thing, like Entourage. Yeah, I wouldn't. If they, listen, if they had the whole cast... Corell included the whole cast. I wouldn't mind a one-hour episode. See Which, where they are but it's today. like so much. They've all done so many different things in their yeah. careers since the end. It might be different because I just watched mm-hmm. nine seasons in a matter of like four weeks. So I, you know, for me, it's like yeah. So you still kind of have to catch up with like, oh, look at this movie that Corell made right. after The Office, and it's like well, there's so the many people. Jim, Jim yeah. getting, he's having a big year. Yeah, he's got two he's, movies coming he's out. Jack Ryan, right? He's the star of Jack Ryan on. Yeah, Amazon. I don't like the whole like now John Krasinski's like this action star. Yeah. I I like the shaggy hair. Like well, Corell's done really, some serious really roles. Has the look where he has the hair just. Going over the ears. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. There's no plan for the yeah. hair. Just let it go. Yeah. I fascinated watching it that he had that hair, and then everyone's got like the flip cell phones, and there were no iPhones when the show first started. Was... Yeah. Rain Wilson, I think, has done had the hardest. At the same time, he hasn't had to do anything because you make so much money. I don't think I can name one thing he's done since The Office. Like right. I'm not familiar with his. He's very at funny all. on Twitter, but is he? Yeah. You, like active Twitter to this day. I, I think will be so. following immediately after we leave this room. I watched. I didn't realize I watched. Uh, I love you, man. Rashida Jones is in I love you, man. It's like you're going to start to see that when you start yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing random movies. I like, oh, Rashida I didn't realize. Jones. Yeah, she's great. All right. She was in a good movie with Andy Samberg. I forgot the name of it. Um, Andy Samberg is also in I Love You, Man, but I don't think that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. I'm glad I got all this out of my system. I have to talk about this show all the time now. So, What are you watching right now? Nothing. I'm going to probably... You're watching This Is Us. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. You should give it I a don't try. do sci-fi. I don't watch anything unless there's people in it. I there's, don't want, I don't... <laughs> there's people in Game of Thrones. No, but they're not... There's things flying and what are they? they uh, no, it's not my kind of show. I need like a, something reality based a little bit. This is Us has been doing it for you, right? I mean, it's I don't like love This Is Us, but it's, I enjoy it. I watch it every week. Um, I got to start something new. I'll probably start Parks and Rec. That's what everyone says I got to uh, do. I'm not a fan. Never seen it. Only I've seen it. Is that the one with Aziz Ansari? Or is that yeah. Aziz is in it, but he's not the lead. It's uh, Amy, Amy Poehler. I'm gonna check it out. I'll see what's going on there. If anyone has any suggestions on what I should watch next, hit me up on Twitter. All right. Um, do I have anything else to say about The Office other than I love this show? You definitely do, but we, don't, we, we you love it, right? You love it, right? You don't like. I it, watch it every it. night before I go to bed. And you say you love it. I love yes, it. I, I love it. I love it. We all love it. All yeah. right. So let's end on a high note. All right. Chris Chavez loves The Office. Daniel Rapport loves The Office. Jimmy Trainer loves The Office. My dad said he loves The Honeymooners. By the way, <laughs> there you go. The Honeymooners to me is the greatest sitcom of all time. I'll just say that right now. Wow. Jackie Gleason, Art Carney. But you guys are way too young. You'll yeah. never be able to. It's been black and white. You've probably never watched a black and white show. All right. The, the, when I was a kid, The Honeymooners was my office. That used to be on Channel 11, WPIX, 11 o'clock every <laughs> night when I was in like grade school. And that's what I watched. It was The Honeymooners and The Odd Couple. Have you ever seen The Odd Couple? No. No. 
Fletcher left on the high note that we all love the office. All right. These young guys. 23 to Ed and Rappaport. How old are you, Chavez? 24. 24 and 23. Never seen the Honeymooners. Never seen the other couple. Sad. All right. That wraps up this edition of Off the Board. My thanks to these two clowns and Tim Tebow. And we'll see you next week.